Hello and welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast, a place where women come to get empowered and to say goodbye to the stigmas around solo travel so they can start living life on their own terms. I'm Sarah, a huge travel enthusiast and also the host of the show, and I am so excited you are here. To join us in on the conversation, be sure to check us out at solotravelwoman.com and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at solotravelwoman. So without any further talking, let's start our journey. Hello, welcome back to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you are new, hi, how are you? I'm Sarah. I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm really excited that you're here joining us. Um, We're here to inspire and empower each other to start taking our solo adventures, really traveling on our own terms, and just living the life we've always wanted to live. And sadly, (laughs) when it comes to traveling solo and you're really getting your feet wet and starting, we tend to make a lot of mistakes that are avoidable if we just slow down, plan, do some research, and take those precautions to make sure our experience is a positive one. So in the world of social media, we post. We post about everything. People post their food that they eat. People post when their kids graduate from school. And that is no different when it comes to traveling. I'm very guilty of this. I get so excited to share my adventures, to either inspire others, to keep as my own diary, that I do forget I probably shouldn't do it in real time. You know, we do live in a world that I'm not trying to make you paranoid, but it is one where there's some creepos out there that could definitely be watching, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm posting, where and when I'm in a specific place. And so if I was smarter, (laughs) which I'm trying, I'm learning, um, I wouldn't post, you know, in real time. I would maybe wait until after I get back or post like a couple days after I'm somewhere. So, you know, kind of work in, you know, a delay Um, because it's just, it's just safer that way. And, and if you are going to post, you know, when traveling, Just make sure to leave any and all specifics out. Like, don't say what hotel you're staying at, the exact location of a city you're in. You know, keep it very broad. Um, But our suggestion is definitely to wait until after you return um, to share all the exciting experiences you had. You could still inspire other people and share that stuff after your trip. And in return, keep yourself safe. Another common mistake we tend to make is really looking like a tourist. I saw this so much living in New York City for all those years when people would just be looking up and wandering around aimlessly, staring at their maps, bumping into people because they're not paying attention. And not only did it drive me nuts as a local, which I know my patience is not great. We've worked on it. I'm a lot more patient with things like that. But you, these people pretty much wore a neon sign that said, hi, I don't live here or I'm a tourist. <laughs> and You know, what sucks is, unfortunately, that is the best way to kind of put a target on yourself um, for anyone that doesn't have the best of intentions. And one of the easiest ways to avoid some of these situations is to walk around with confidence. Now, that's not to say you can't ask someone for directions or you should be scared to, like, you know, communicate with somebody if you need help. 
But if you do find yourself in that situation where you're maybe a little lost or just confused about where you're going, try to avoid looking as such because like I said, you could find yourself falling victim to someone with the with bad intentions. And you know, when you do ask for the help, be a little bit more intentional and cautious on who you are asking. I would not walk up to just anyone on the street and ask or someone sitting on a park bench just watching people. You know, look for families that might know where to go or talk to, you know, someone within an established business that you know can help you. Google, use your phone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Everyone's on their phone nowadays. But try to not advertise that you are unfamiliar with the area you know walk with your head held high make contact with everyone be aware of your surroundings and it will ensure you have just a safer experience i don't know about you but as much as i love solo travel i also sometimes miss having a friend with me to take in a show or people watch or just kind of venture around town with well i have found the perfect app it is called torlina so torlina is the first female travel app that verifies travelers, whether they're backpackers or luxury travelers, to connect with each other based on that passion for travel and that sense of adventure. You can connect with women that are local to the destination you're traveling to or with others before your travel even begins to see who might be in town and wants to meet up for an evening for part of their trip. Women tend to find more meaningful and long-lasting connections with other women. And you also make such lifelong friendships when you're on your adventure and when you're journeying around the world. And Torlina really just helps you make that connection in a safe way. So I have a great offer for you. Torlina has given us 100% off for all of our listeners by using the code Sarah100 at torlina.com. And I mean, why would you say no? It's totally free. So use the code Sarah100 and I can't wait to see who you meet on your journey. Telling strangers that you are traveling by yourself, just please don't do it. (laughs) I know that I probably, this should be able to go unsaid, but I've been guilty of it. I know a lot of people, I've heard people say, oh, I'm by myself, whatever that is. I now honestly I've met some of my closest friends traveling I'm sure you've heard me say that before but you should not in any way disclose that you are alone with anyone you are just meeting let them assume that maybe you're alone in that moment but not that you're alone fully you know it's obvious by sharing this information it could completely open you up to some unwanted attention or or worse and I'm not saying every person out there has those intentions to hurt or harm someone but there are those people and you need to approach as if you know they could be that person have your guard up enough to be safe but down enough to engage and maybe make a new friend you know and this goes with sharing any personal information before accepting facebook requests or sharing plans with your new friends you know wait until you're already on to your next destination or you're home from your trip This way, it's not opening them up to tracking you if they're not the best person. And it just adds that extra layer of protection. And in my opinion, it's always better to be safe than sorry. Another area is about drinking too much. I don't know about you, but when I find myself in social situations, you know, I like to call myself an introverted extrovert. 
once you know me, I'm very extroverted. I'm very open. I can, you know, hang out and have fun, you know, put myself out there. But when I'm first getting into a situation or meeting someone, I'm a little introverted. I'm shy. And so oftentimes when I find myself in social situations that are new to me, I, I'll, you know, engage in a libation or two, have a couple drinks. Luckily, I am not someone who drinks a lot, so I don't typically struggle with this issue, but I've often found myself becoming the mom of the group when I'd be staying at a hostel, I'd be going out with some of my sweet mates, and they were getting rather tipsy and drunk, and here's the thing, I'm a girl's girl. Whether I've known you 10 years or five minutes, I am not, if I'm able and aware, gonna ever let a woman get themselves into an unsafe situation. I don't care if that means ending my night early. I don't care if that means putting myself, you know, in a, you know, cab to go somewhere or it's, you know, putting on that strong face and moving them away from a situation that might be unsafe for them. I will always protect people if I'm able to and make sure they get home safely or back to their accommodation safely or whatever that might be because not everyone out there is like me okay a lot of there are a lot of people out there that will see something bad happening to someone and ignore it they put on the blinders they walk on by because they might be scared and i understand that or they just might not care or be oblivious or they just you know don't even notice what's going on you know all those things whatever the excuse is i'm not that person i don't care if it puts me at risk i do tend to stand up and help others and when you're traveling solo, you might not always have that support or have someone that is like that, you know, around you to step in. So to stay safe and not risk putting yourself in, in that situation or getting hurt or taken advantage of, try to keep the drinking to a minimum. That's not to say you can't have a few drinks, but let's not get obli like obliterated and, you know, stumble home and not know where you're going. You know, if you take your eyes off your drink, even if it's for a second, toss it, get a new one. Who cares about the 10 whatever dollars you might extra have to spend? So many people take their eyes off a drink for a minute, not even, and find themselves getting roofied, whatever that might be. There are people out there that are specifically at places where drinking happens for that reason. And I just would be so guilty and feel horribly if I didn't mention this in this episode or other episodes I have on safety because I think it is so, so important. Um, and I don't care if you're a man, woman, whatever that is, women can do this to other men or to other women and men can do this to men or whatever, whoever you are, whatever you identify as, this is something I think is so important to just be really aware of your surroundings, limit your drinking. And if you, like I said, take your eyes off your drink for a second, just get rid of it. Going into, you know, being aware of your surroundings and things like that, you know, as women, we are kind of, you know, thought and, you know, raised to assume men are typically our only threat. I mean, in the way the world is right now, especially in the United States, they, you know, we do have a lot of men that are threatening women right now um, as far as rights go. But they are not our only threat okay so more and more women and children are being used to lure other women as victims 
for their attackers. And that could be anything from theft or trafficking or assault, whatever that might be. And it's super scary to say. And it's hard to say this. I hate having this be such a worry, but men are really not your only threat. Depending on where you're traveling to also, there may be a a greater risk for kidnapping, theft, sexual assault, or worse. So it's really good to be observant. Don't be scared because again, I think that would make you put your guard up to a limit that you don't wanna have because then you won't really experience your trip. And I'm not trying to make anything negative or scare anyone away. I'm just trying to make it so you're super aware of everything and you're be transparent and just kind of give you that you know, upfront information on what can happen so that you can become prepared and actually have that amazing experience that I always talk about when it comes to solo travel. So threats do not only happen while you are in person and walking around. It can also happen when you are safely sitting in a coffee shop, browsing the web, doing some work, scrolling on Facebook, and unfortunately, public Wi-Fi is not so secure, and so therefore you have people that are targeting users of public Wi-Fi to steal things like credit card numbers, personal information, all of those things that they can use to claim your identity, or worse, you know, do other things, stalk you, whatever. And so when you are traveling, I swear by SafeVPN, or there's so many other VPNs out there as well, but definitely have something that you can utilize when you're on public Wi-Fi that secures your IP address and your, you know, what you're doing. So this way it's way less likely someone's going to be able to hack into your systems and, you know, get your information or anything like that. So again, safe VPN is one I know of. Um, I think there's Nord VPN, there's Shark or whatever. There's so many. So do your research on it. Um, but definitely worth having. And if you check out my, if you have a copy of the Ultimate Solo Travel Woman Guide, or if you check out like my top, um, I have a bunch of free resources on my website, and I think the app list is one. I have a few of these VPNs um, located on there. And the last common mistake I want to talk about, and I'm sure there's so many more I could talk about, but these are ones that I just have personally made the mistakes of and I've learned from etc um, is not having an emergency plan or a safety stash of money um, so pretty much what if you find yourself you know in a hotel like I mentioned in my last episode you know I checked into a hotel that was unlike what it looked like online I had the wrong room etc luckily it was a very safe beautiful accommodation it was just human error they fixed it But what if I showed up and it was a place that I felt extremely unsafe at? Maybe the staff was creeping me out or maybe the area was just really unsafe. What would you do? Would you have the plan and or the funds to go somewhere else last minute? I know when I first started traveling, the answer would have been no. I was very tight budget to exactly what I was doing. I had nothing left over. This is now not how I travel. I make sure when I am planning out my budget for any trip, I have that emergency stash set aside. If I get, you know, stuck somewhere because of weather and I can't get home, if I, you know, need to change accommodations last minute, if I just want to do something else, you know, I always make sure I have that stash because if you if you find yourself not, you can really end up 
having horrible situations that you have to be put in or have a really bad trip you know it could be something that's totally like safe and not nothing bad is going to happen to you but it affects your trip and it just kind of stinks and you don't want that either so with a little research planning you know really outlining your budget you can be prepared to solve for pretty much any unexpected situation that you may find yourself in um this way you can still have a good experience um but being prepared i mean is just something that everyone should be doing before their trip so i would love to know if any of my experienced solo travelers has any other mistakes that you've made while you were traveling and even if you weren't traveling solo like just in general while you were traveling because again i love learning more ways to kind of you know have better experiences when i'm traveling in general but especially solo traveling i love when you guys learn from each other again i don't know everything <laughs> um i'm just sharing my personal experiences and stories and yeah just sound off in the comments and i'll see you next time huge shout out to our sponsors Torlina and anchor be sure to visit us over at solotravelwoman.com and on whatever podcast platform you listen to this episode on, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review and let us know what you want to see on the next episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. See you next time.